Welcome to the First with First podcast. I'm uh, Alan Johnson, the Director of Ministries here at First United Methodist Church, and I have here with me our pastor, James Bennington. And uh, we are continuing now. This is episode two of season one of our new podcast on the impending split of the United Methodist Church. And so we started last uh, last time uh, some of the background and some of the history yeah. of how did we get here. And uh, we're going to pick up right where we left off, I guess. Yeah, I, you know, we, we got to, you know, it's good to be back, Alan. Um, and, and we, you know, just to say, we got to the... Uh, talked a lot about some history and some different things that had transpired and now uh, we got to the point where I think we we stopped just before the uh, the general conference of 2016 had said we're going to have a a special called general conference for 2019 right and that group would look specifically and solely on the issue of uh, uh, the human sexuality and looking at a way forward. And there was a committee called The Way Forward. And they were to come with a plan or, or so the general conference could then, um, you know, debate and, and consider these plans that would be a way forward from this issue to say, hey, we've 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 come together, we've dealt with this issue as a body. This is what we've agreed to. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to move forward. Right. Together so, united. Right, right. Together united. And and that the it, it's not to, you know, kind of put away or get get or, or just kind of say, all right, we're done mm-hmm. talking about human sexuality, but to say, all right, we, we realize there's a lot of mixed opinions. There's a lot of debate and everything around this particular issue but we've we've said here's our way forward right. emphasis on way forward and then uh say all right we we know there's going to be disagreement continuing but this is what we've said as one body to go forward and now we'll move on to other things like you know ministry to and with children Ministry to and with youth, the poor, um, uh, global health, um, new church starts—you know, kind of, kind of move ahead and say, "All right, yeah, we're we're not we're not all of everybody's just not a hundred percent in agreement, but together, this is what we've decided." So that's what the the idea ideally was. What twenty nineteen was to to offer. Right, as a, as a well, a way forward. No pun intended. And and that's not how it ended up working out. I don't think. Oh no, no, no. You know, it, 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 the hope was the hope was okay. Here's this com- here's this commission. It it comprised uh, a number of folks, laity and clergy, uh, some bishops, uh, folks that were coming together. Uh, it it had the the commission on the way forward had folks on it. Who were part of the LBGTQ community? Mm-hmm. So there, the, it it really seemed to be composed of a number of folks who who together, as they look through, talk through, work through uh, all of these plans, or the idea of a plan, could really come up with something 
that would be substantive, meaningful. Uh, again, not everybody agreeing, but eventually saying, okay, we, we can work with this. Right. So that, that was the idea. And so uh, there was a lot of anticipation um, for the commission on the way forward, their plans that would be part of the specially called uh, general conference that met in St. Louis in 2019. And so when, you know, prior to that event, prior to the general, the special called general conference, the, the, the commission said, here's what we're recommending. And they proposed three plans mm-hmm. as possibilities. And of course there was, debate consideration you know people yay people no um on on all the plans and all the work i mean it's just kind of the normal kind of discourse that we deal with when something's proposed sure. and so you know in short and 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 uh, we just don't have enough podcast time to to go through the the minute details of each and every plan but in short the three plans were this the traditional plan the one church plan and the connectional plan and i'll i'll just give a few highlights of each to kind of help distinguish the plans the traditional plan um would affirm the current language in the book of discipline which said uh, uh homosexuality is not compatible with Christian practice. It would affirm that. It would ban um, all self-avowed and practicing, that's the specific language in the Book of Discipline, mm-hmm. uh, gay clergy and the blessing of same-sex unions. Uh, it would enforce those bans swiftly and strictly. And it also proposed... Uh, a, a means and a method for churches and annual conferences that disagreed um, to set up what was called autonomous affiliated or concordant churches or conferences. That that gets a little. It's a lot of big words. Oh, there. it's yeah. a lot of big words. And and again, I'm I'm hitting I'm hitting the highlight. Yeah. Uh, I'm afraid if we got into you know. The etiology and 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 just dissected autonomous affiliated or concordant, we, we might get people turning us off. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, but just to say that the the plan had a a a, a method, a clause, a, a a plank in it that said, "All right, if you can't live with this, there's a way to." have a different relationship and still say still say still stay eh, still stay connected mm-hmm. so that that's that's the essence of that that's what autonomous affiliated or concordant really got to um but then the one church plan which was the second plan that was proposed um basically eliminated the book of discipline language just just gonna take it out just take okay. it out altogether. Uh, each annual conference, then their board of ordained ministry and the clergy session, which is uh, comprised of all the clergy in an annual conference, would determine the standards for ordination and certification. So, really, it would be 
up to each annual conference and their board ordained ministry to decide this is how we're going to deal with this. So, you know, um, Holston Conference, for example, might mm-hmm. say, no, you, you cannot be um, gay or lesbian and be ordained in Holston. Um, Virginia Conference, if they're, if they're under this one church plan, could right. say, yeah, it's okay. Uh, we're 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 fine with it, and here's how we're fine with it. So it would be up to each annual conference to decide that. It would also allow ordained clergy to perform same-sex marriages, but not require them to do so. Right. That's that's one of the confusing points of in any and all the plans is oh any plan going forward clergy are going to be required to do things that they don't feel that they can do based on conscience. And, and honestly, in any of the plans that are are looked at then and now, mm-hmm. there there is not a, oh, you will be required to do X, and it goes against your conscience. That's not in there. Um, and so that that's a confusing point. It's like thinking, oh, no, no, you, you'll be forced to do this. No, not forced to do anything. Right. So that that's a point of clarity. Um also, part of the one church plan, um, churches would then be allowed to decide whether or not to hold same-sex marriages uh, in their buildings, and clergy would be free to transfer to other conferences or churches based on the standards for ordination regarding uh, standards for ordination regarding homosexuals. So. Um, that was a means by which, you know, if if a church, a pastor was serving, uh, said, you know, I'm I'm very um, open to uh, gay and lesbian weddings, but the church said, no, it's not going to happen here. Then that pastor could transfer, could could put in for a transfer to a church that would that he he or she would feel comfortable serving. Right. Um, and, and, and so there was a means to accommodate some of the, the feelings and in the, in the, the divide over it. And this, interestingly, was the plan that the Council of Bishops, all the bishops together, uh, recommended. Mm-hmm. But even in that, there was some dissension because some of the bishops came out and said, well, yes, the council said yes, they... They recommend it, but it wasn't unanimous. Right. Which means some of the bishops didn't agree with it. But as a whole, as a council, they this is what they recommended. Then there was a plan called the Connectional Plan. And um, this this is going to get a little, little uh, clunky. It's going to use a lot of churchy terms. Um, but it would have replaced the five U- U.S. jurisdictions with three connectional conferences that are values-based rather than geographic in ne- nature. Okay. Um, and if you wanna if you wanna get into you know jurisdictions and connectional conferences. Um, you, you can you can look for my forthcoming book, everything you wanted to know about Methodist structure, <laughs> but we're afraid to ask. <laughs> Haven't written it yet, but yeah. you know, 
Yeah, anyway, just, just understand that it was to say, okay, we've, we've got this in place now. We would replace it with this as a, right. as a model. Um, again, more, more churchy language. Uh, current central conferences, which were outside the U.S., could join one of the three U.S. conferences to form a global conference to create their own connectional conference. Um, and each connectional conference could create its own book of discipline that includes items commonly agreed on by United Methodist um, with the authority to adapt other items that are not included in a general in the general book of discipline. So um, this, you know, this, Early on, there's some folks that thought, hey, this this is dealing with the geography, because we're a global church, mm-hmm. uh, dealing with the geography and some of the issues that pertain to that geography, but also, you know, some of the things, it's like, so we would have a general discipline and then a specific discipline based on your conference mm-hmm. and how your conference was organized. Um, and then early on, there were issues around how this would um, would would this jive and gel with some of the things that we have structurally as a denomination and it just got to be very very cumbersome that if if this particular plan the connectional plan was passed it would require you know amendments by each annual conference and then the amendments have to go back to a subsequent general conference I mean it it just became so cumbersome, yeah. Um, that even giving it consideration and thinking about how it would be implemented, I think, uh, you know, again, outside looking in, I'm I'm not a delegate, haven't been a delegate. Um, outside looking in, almost seemed off-putting. It's like, well, if we did this, we'd have to do one, two, three, four, and five, which would lead to six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. And then we'd have to consider 11 and 12 and possibly look at 13, 14, 15. Right. And so it's like this This is not really a, a, a workable, doable plan. So uh, those plans were out there. So there was momentum on the one church plan, in part, I think, because that's the one the Council of Bishops recommended. The connectional plan seemed to be um dead on arrival uh because it was so cumbersome it was so difficult to kind of figure out how it would be implemented that it just didn't get a lot of traction yeah i see the thinking behind it and, and part of it makes sense but then like it's just way too complicated to yeah. the, to to actually put into practice Oh, I you know the 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 idea of how how people would be connected and connecting them um, on a values based rather than a geography based that that really seemed to have some some uh, some steam to it, mm-hmm. but but yeah, implementing it just 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 wasn't going to happen. It just it just was too much of a too much of a mountain to climb. I think. Um, so the 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 body met the special called general conference met mm-hmm. in 2019 and um 
the group, the Commission on the Way Forward, remember this is a one agenda annual conference, right? Our our, our, our general conference. Um, they they met and they presented the three plans to the delegates in St. Louis, comprised of, you know, delegates all around the world. Mm-hmm. Remember, and um, ultimately. 53% of the delegates, and a majority, simple majority was needed, mm-hmm. 53% of the delegates voted for the traditional plan. So they didn't vote for the one church plan, which was what was recommended by the Council of Bishops, right. and was seeming to get a lot more of the, the press. They voted for the traditional plan, um, which I think came as a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and folks listening who may be more aware of this issue or as aware of this issue may say uh, they disagree or they agree with me. But I, I, I think I think all in all it came as a surprise to a lot of people. Um, it, it, it was it was a bit uh, it was a bit of a um, I think it, it came as a surprise because there was thought that the one church plan really had the traction because of the recommendation by the bishops, um, by the council of bishops, and that um, the the 864 delegates that were there uh, finally voted, you know, 449 to 374. So it was close. Yeah. Very close. And so the language in the Book of Discipline was maintained uh, and actually in some ways firmed up mm-hmm. that the the denomination would not uh, see uh, homosexuality as compatible with Christian teaching and therefore would not be an acceptable practice. Um, and then um, it, it just... just Folks just, uh, I hate to say it like this, but it's like, look, you vote however you want to vote, and we'll see the vote as God's will. Oh, but you got it wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, if if the body voted for the traditional plan, and it was it was there was language and thought given. What this body decides is how we'll go forward. But so if the body decided for the traditional plan, the question comes, why wasn't that accepted? Why wasn't that held on to? Right. And so I think that's one of the questions that, that exists today. So it's like, oh, we'll, we'll give you, it's like that old line from the Western that I saw one time many, many years ago, you know, guys, caught for being a horse thief and uh he's he's worried about what's going to happen to him in the in the in the the guy says well now listen don't you worry you are you're going to get a fair trial by a jury of your peers and then we're going to take you out and hang you yeah right well doesn't doesn't seem doesn't seem like a very fair trial if he's going to get hung no matter what yeah um or hanged I, I can never figure that one out. But anyway, hanged or hung. Anyway, um, 
That's another podcast. That's another podcast. Um, We can call it Grammar Gurus. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Um, So, you know, many, many aspects of, of the petitions as a whole had, again, more churchy language, constitutional problems, and would not make church law. Um, so the traditional plan resolved a lot of those issues, and I think that was part of what got it to get passed. Hmm. Uh, but there was such opposition that, you know, and, and the fallout from that was you had some annual conferences saying they were not going to enforce the traditional plan. Mm-hmm. You had some boards of ordained ministry saying they were not going to enforce the traditional plan. Um, and you had some conferences saying, well, yeah, we are. I mean, it's the plan. Uh, you had groups and individuals who were very vocal as to this was good, this was not good. Uh, the traditional plan was great. It's what was affirmed. Others saying it was wrong, it was short-sighted. And and so it gets it gets very complicated into the well if this is what we agreed we we do when we came together, and this is what we voted why now why aren't we following it? Mm-hmm. Really, just kind of serve to to magnify the divisiveness. I think uh, you know. Yeah, I, I i i was i was I was extremely hopeful that once the once a plan was decided, right? Hey, we'll go forward. Um. But I think once the the traditional plan was decided upon at the specially called general conference, well, it like you just said, it highlights how divided we really are. Right. Uh, you know, and and um, you know, I'm 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 sitting in my desk chair analyzing all this, and you know, it's it's my two cents. So you either. It's either going to be worth two cents, or you might go, "Wow, that's pretty insightful." It's worth a nickel, <laughs> or you might look at it, somebody here hearing this might go, "Oh, that's not even worth a penny." Mm-hmm. Fine, you know, I, I I'm just trying. This is just information. Right. We're trying to look at some information to help folks understand, you know, how we are to this point and why we are dealing with what we're dealing with. Um. So I think even if the one church plan had been affirmed, which it which is the one that council bishops, I, I think the result may have been very similar. Right. I, I don't think any plan. Of course, this is hindsight. I think any plan would have been. We we'd be where we are regardless of the plan that was picked in twenty nineteen, um, and so th- there was a lot of effort in from 2019 to say, all right, come 2020, there's going to be legislation going to general conference that is going to say, this is what we're going to do, how we're going to move forward. And some of them were more uh, progressive in nature. Some were more traditional in nature. And so there was a lot of anticipation around the 2020 general conference. Well, then COVID happened. Right. And COVID Put a pause, a huge pause, on any kind of general conference action meeting, anything, and the debate over same sex. 
Well, and it was so it, and it was literally impossible to hold a general conference in 2020. I mean, it, you know, flights were shut down. You, uh, country folk, folks couldn't come into no. this country. No. You know, it it was beyond anyone's control. Yeah, and you know, and a, and a lot of thought was given. Oh, let's let's do virtual. Mm-hmm. You know, Zoom and things like. Well, when you consider all the time zones, mm-hmm. I mean, we'd have some people, um, you know, say we're going to convene at ten o'clock. For all in one place, we can do that, right? Uh, denominationally speaking, um, but you know. With the time zones, you'd have some people meeting at, you know, being up trying to be a part of something at three and some mm-hmm. one a.m. and you know ten in the morning. For some people, that's seven at night. Yeah. I mean, it just yeah just that, became cumbersome. And then technology issues as well. I would think with the being a global church and some of the some of the more rural areas. Uh, I mean, you get down in some of the countries, uh, rural is an understatement. Uh, you know, just that I, th- I feel like that would be a, a insurmountable obstacle as well. Well, sure. I mean, there there are some countries in the world where internet's available at certain hours of the day mm-hmm. and other hours not. So, if a session happened in those not hours, that that those delegates can't participate. Right. Uh, it, and it's just the reality of what we deal with in in our globe in our yeah. world. Um, so there was an effort then to say, well, let's see where we are 2021. Mm-hmm. Well, sure enough, if we weren't still in the ravages of of COVID yeah. and all the challenges thereof. Uh, and so it was put off to 2022. And uh, so the there's a, you know, being Methodist as we are, we have a method. So we have a committee on the general, we have a committee on the general conference that deals with the general, just the general conference, not the content of general conference, but just general conference meeting and being general conference. Mm-hmm. That's a very Methodist thing because it's our method. So they met, they looked at all the challenges and they said um, back in March that the 2022 general conference, which would meet this May mm-hmm. was not feasible because of travel restrictions, primarily, and and vaccine parity was was something. Whereas we had vaccines in this country, right? Um, and and still there's there's issues in this country. Other countries were not getting the amount of vaccines that they were needed. Like the the uh, on the continent of Africa, I think back in the spring, you know, you only had four or five percent of the population vaccinated, mm. whereas we had, I think. You know, somewhere in the neighborhood of fifty or sixty percent. Right. So the ability of folks to deal with that reality, as we were dealing with the global pandemic, influenced a lot of the general conference. But questions are raised. Uh, you had groups saying, "Well, we'll get the delegates vaccines so they can travel." Mm-hmm. Right. I remember that. Uh, but then also, you know, each country has its own visa requirement to get in and out of the country and then back in the country. Mm-hmm. So, but that had nothing to do with the pandemic. That's just what each country deals with. Um, and then you had concerns over uh, where, when the 2022 general conference was said, well, we're going to delay it and we're going to wait till 2024. 
Right. Well, you had other denominational groups, I think like the Free Methodists and the Nazarenes, that went ahead and had their general conference mm. in 2022. Mm-hmm. So questions are raised, well, why can they have a general conference and we cannot? And people way smarter than me have to to deal with that or deal with that one. Um well, it comes. I know how the different groups would would view that. You know, I mean, everybody would have kind of their lens that they would look at that through, and yeah. and uh, and and say, "Well, well, this was the reason, and that was the reason." But you know, I think probably was just just what you said. Logistically, just couldn't happen. It, no, it couldn't. I mean, in the in in you know, you could say, "Well, we'll just go ahead and meet and do the best we can." Well, the product, whatever it is, mm-hmm. whatever it is, um, would be probably something that is not uh, complete, not 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 fully vetted. That's such a popular phrase these days. Um, it's not properly fully vetted, and and so would it really be a product? It might be very uh, uh, pleasing to one group over another, right? Um, but would that really be accepted if it wasn't given its full hearing that it deserves? I mean, this issue is way too big. The consideration around uh, and the implications around uh, this issue are are so huge. It needs as full, complete, informed a hearing and consideration as humanly possible. And if that means we delay, we delay. Yeah. Uh, two, two things have happened uh, in the meantime uh, that have been significant. Um, since 2019, when in February of 2019, when the... Uh, especially called general conference took place and you know there was such a furor over the result of that uh since 2019 i think in the latter part of 2019 there were groups the more more centrist traditional and progressive representatives from those three uh lenses mm-hmm. uh, um, got together and, and drafted what was called uh, the Protocol of Reconciliation and Grace Through Separation. Um, they reached an agreement on, okay, we're, we're going to separate, and this is how we're going to do it, right. understanding that we're going to do it, uh, realizing we don't agree, we're not going to agree, so let's part as amicably and lovingly as possible understanding that we don't agree on this particular issue, but mission means we're going to go forward. We're just going to go forward in different ways. Well, the subsequent delays mm-hmm. in the general conference, uh, from what I understand from most recent uh, United Methodist news reporting, is that protocol is, is now pretty much uh, gone. It's a dead issue. Right. Uh, so the the momentum and energy around that has shifted, and it's not really uh, a possibility now. So um, I, I guess that means in anticipation of General Conference 2024, just a whole new batch of legislation would, would come together. Instead of this one document saying, hey, this 
this brings together all three parties. Right. Uh, the other significant event that happened um, was in May 1st of 2022 of this year, the, a new denomination, mm-hmm. which is an outgrowth of the Wesleyan Covenant Association, uh, a new denomination uh, formed and launched called the Global Methodist Church. And they are um, very traditional in, in nature and holding to uh, a more orthodox view of Scripture as well as uh, practice. Um, they're, they have not launched, but there's other groups that are more progressive in nature um, I've heard names like UM Next. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say that's a denomination, but UM Next is a, a a group that embodies more of the 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 progressive points of view. And so from here on out, you know that brings us up to uh, what is today August tenth of twenty twenty two, and we're in the big waiting period. Right. Uh, and speculation abounds as to what will happen next and what it will mean and what will happen at General Conference 2024. Um, you know, what will be decided and, and, and how, how will that impact the denomination? Uh, and more specifically, and probably what's more on people's minds, how is it going to impact what happens here at First Methodist? Sure. And folks look at it like, well, how's it going to impact my local church? What is it going to mean for my pastor? What is it going to mean for our congregation? Um, is it, are we going to be able to go forward? Do we get to keep our building? Are we going to have to sell our building? Can we rename our building? Uh, do we have to take down the cross and flame? What does that mean? Um how, how do you join this? How do you join that? Do we want to join that? Do we want to mm-hmm. join this? Um, so just there's a lot of questions and flying around and um, a lot of things that are on people's minds, I'm sure, as there's kind of a grasp of this particular issue. Yeah, and that's that's what we're going to get into uh, going forward now on the podcast is some of uh, your questions, the listeners' questions, uh, which we have many already submitted. Uh, you can go to our website, uh, marionfumc.org slash podcast, and you could submit your questions that way. You can email us. You can call us. You can come walk up to us on Sunday, you know, whatever. Sure, sure. Uh, and we we will we will address all of those questions. Yes, yes. I'm very careful not to say answer. <laughs> yes. Um, because that means, oh, oh, we're gonna we're gonna come to some conclusion, and oh, here's here's a definitive. Yep, that's that's the answer. You know, right. two plus two is four. It's four. There's not a lot of debate around that. Um, well, it's, we're not going to be able to do that with some of them. Yeah. Um, there's the, there'll be a lot of words like, well, this is possibly going to be a, a, a method. This is. Uh, this potentially could happen, mm-hmm. or this is a, a consideration we might need to have. And it's because, well, it sounds a little ambiguous, James. Well, yes, because yeah. there's until there's a definite something that's been voted on mm-hmm. and 
put forward by the general conference of this is what we're this is what's been voted on and this is now is what is you know basically church law it it's going to it everything is has to be said uh with this is the speculation this is possibly going to happen this could happen it can't be spoken about in terms of well that'll definitely be so i would encourage our our uh listeners to to understand that everything is spoken about in possible ambiguous potential terms in sure. going forward uh, because general conference is what speaks for the denomination you know this podcast is you know trying to share information and share it in a, in a healthy meaningful way but it, it at the end of the day it, it it's general conference who says this is what's going to happen right we can talk about potentialities and try to address those questions as as best we can but you know it it's it's that hurry up and wait kind of scenario i think right now yeah and which everyone loves so much oh it's it's a joy yes it's a joy patience (laughs) uh well we're going to continue on uh through the next episode three we'll start in on questions uh, I just want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for the good response we had from episode one. If you haven't heard episode one, you want to get the first half of this kind of history uh, of how we got here as a denomination, please do that. Uh, you can find that at our website as well. Uh, we're working on getting on to other uh, podcasting platforms. So uh, just keep listening share like uh, yeah. let people know and and appreciate so much all the feedback like i said that we've gotten uh, from episode one absolutely and you know it the, the whole idea is to um, be informed be in the know be aware so what we are confronted with what we have to deal with potentially mm-hmm. as a as a congregation as a family of god we to be informed and to be educated, to be aware, to have some understanding allows us to make a good, faithful, thoughtful, meaningful decision, whatever that decision is. But but knowing, knowing is, I think, a key so that we can best make the decision that God is leading us and how we can still be the family of God going forward. And focusing, uh, which which for for me personally, the the worst part of all this is is how it has gotten us off of what we are to be about and the mission. The mission to, to make, make Jesus Christ to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. That's the mission, right? And 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 this is uh, a lot of churches have kind of I, I feel, and it's just my opinion, but uh, you know, I, a lot of churches, a lot of folks have kind of diverted their attention from the mission to to this instead well and and in some respects this has become the mission Mm. which is problematic very so join us next time episode three uh, and uh, thank you so much for listening and until next time until next time best wishes Mm -hmm.